that's why I joked about it when we were whispering. Mm -hmm. Just in case <laughs> you didn't look it up. Uh, listening to quiet, repetitive sounds resulting from someone engaging in a mundane task, such as turning the pages of a book. Oh my god. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> You're like, and that does it for me. It's me. <laughs> yes. Watching somebody attentively execute a mundane task, such as preparing food, receiving altruistic, tender personal attention. Oh, I love personal attention. Schneer girls. Schneer girls. Yep. Anyway, there you go. My hair got stuck in my armpit. Sorry. <laughs> so you know what's happening. We're recording? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to record this or not, but you were going to tell me the story of how your cat got named. <laughs> yes. The story of how my cat got named. Well, because we, we've talked about his name's Ecstasy, but I didn't know why. <laughs> Because I love ecstasy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't think you'd done ecstasy. Mm. There's a lot of things about me you don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay, because it's because I had a cat before okay. that was, he was indoor-outdoor. He was named Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. No, he was indoor-outdoor, and, like, he would take off, and then... I would go outside and, like, mm. call his name, like, yell his name mm -hmm. to get him to come in. Okay. So, like, especially when I was, like, getting ready to go to bed. Because, like, I didn't yeah. want to leave him out all night. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I would just go outside and I would call my cat's name mm -hmm. and then he would come running. So, <laughs> <laughs> it started as a joke. It would be funny if, um, like, I... <laughs> Yelled gonna, ecstasy I was gonna, Well, I was going to name him Drugs. Oh. <laughs> just Drugs. So then I would look like a crazy person when I just randomly went outside and was just like, Drugs! Drugs! <laughs> like, it was just a joke. Yeah. And then the joke turned into like, well, let's t pick a specific drug mm -hmm. rather than just drugs. Just drugs, in, ge in general. Mm hmm So, yeah. Well. So that's ecstasy was picked i don't know why ecstasy was picked but <laughs> ecstasy was picked well and then later it sounds the most name like out well, of all and the drugs later i was like i should have named okay funny story well, for the first two years molly is the most molly is the most named see like, for drug. the first two years that i had him i thought he was a girl uh -huh. <laughs> so i was like man i should have named him mary jane oh and just called him mj mj would have been perfect but it would have been now that I know he's not a she and he's a he, I'm mm -hmm. glad I didn't mean him yeah. MJ. But yeah, he's just X now. Just X. He's just X. Okay. So yeah, ecstasy. I'm about it. <laughs> Sorry, as I stutter. Oh my god. This makes me so upset. No, it's fine. We'll never have a good podcast. It's fine. I've, I've. Succumbed, succumbed, succumbed. <laughs> accepted, accepted death, accepted death. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing too is, like I was gonna say, like I was gonna be like, this week we're not gonna shit on our podcast. Oh yes, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm gonna try and not say mean shit though. Ziff, come here, come here. Well, hi, you're fine. Yeah, just hang out here, okay? It's gonna be dog sounds the whole time because it's raining. So. <sighs> I wonder if the microphone's picking up the thunder. It probably is. It's th thundering. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know why I can't speak. 
I can't. I can't speak. <laughs> speak good, don't know. <laughs> English is so hard for me. <laughs> I know. We, so we've been recording for a little hot minute. Hi, welcome. Hi, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's cool. Our bads. It's only seven minutes in. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, actually, it's going to be less than that by the time I crop stuff out. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> now everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Welcome. Hey. Welcome to Death Becomes Us, the podcast where we're totally professional and don't have any background noise ever. Ever. Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. Ziff, are you just having trauma? <laughs> You're okay, buddy. You're fine. <laughs> Sorry. I have a puppy on my lap. Well, half on my lap. <laughs> he won't leave you alone. It's fine. He's cool. <laughs> I don't mind. Okay. So, yeah. Death Becomes Us. Mm-hmm. Podcast about death. Hey, guys. And stuff. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> I really was, like... Legit. Gonna be like, we do good work. And, like, our podcast is good. It's great. And I, because I... I Whenever I edit the podcast, I'm like, we always are like, our podcast is such a mess. It's shit. <laughs> and, and this week I was totally ready to be like, we do so great. We do good stuff and our podcast is amazing and you're lucky that it's delivered to your ear holes. I mean, the thing about it is like, I don't know. I kind of don't care because we have fun making it. That's true. Right. So like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's great because we have fun making it. I only it. have like a half fun Half, like, you only fun. have half fun. I only have half. Fun. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Make me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's Talia. Are we gonna make out on air? Oh, I mean, I don't think so. It I think it's m- more visually stimulating than sound. <laughs> it, but it could. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that what we were talking about at the beginning. ASMR. The ASMR. That's I know, it. But you're gonna. You're funny. What were we saying? Hi. Oh yeah, I'm Talia. That's Krista. Hi. <laughs> we're doing so good this week. Someday people will tell us apart, but or maybe they won't. I don't care. I think I still think that we're doing better. I think we sound less alike sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we see each other all the time, so that's true. But yeah, welcome. Hi. Um, welcome. Ten. Episode ten. Episode ten. We were gonna throw a party. Remember, we're going to play beer pong? Whoops. <laughs> well, it's a Saturday night. Let's play beer pong. Beer pong. We could. Uh, so, does that mean I'm going first this week? No, you're going first this week. I go first on even episodes. Sure. <laughs> I sound so pretentious. You do. No, it's cool. I go first on even episodes. I just never remember. Yeah. <laughs> Savage. You went first last week. I did. Because you did the scream murder and I did cannibal cop. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you did. Yeah, Sorry. You did. No, it's fine. All right. Since this entire episode is already a disaster and a half, and I've already succumbed. Yeah. <laughs> accepted the fact that right. we're not not saying our podcast is shit this week. Uh, I just... My topic is yeah. not the best. <laughs> I just... I like... I'm about it. <laughs> I, I, when I'm trying to pick a topic, it's like, for one... You need a topic that's got enough information to, like, give... Because I don't want to be like, yeah. here's this thing that happened, and, like, take ten minutes mm-hmm. to tell a story and then be done. Right. Because... I get it. I like our episodes to be at least a little longer than 15 minutes, but... I mean... We're already at ten, so I think we're doing... We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. Anyway, so I did another cheat, sort of, where... I'm I, all about... I picked a topic... <laughs> I almost said I'm all about cheating. 
That's inaccurate. I'm all about cheating. All about cheating. That's inaccurate. We don't cheat on this podcast. No, we don't. We just slack sometimes. I'm just saying, this is something, like, it's a hobby for us. It's not a job. Mm-hmm. So. It's for funsies. It's for funsies, so. Yeah. Put funsy amount of work into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was trying to pick a topic, and then I, I wanted to pick a certain topic, and yes. then I struggled to find good stuff for that topic, so mm-hmm. I gave up. I picked a different topic, mm, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like the Black Eyed Children, okay. where it's just me reading people's stories about sure. stuff that's sure. happened yeah, yeah. to them. So, okay, I went back to the spoops, to the supernaturally phenomena type whatever, because I didn't want to do a serial killer this week. So, what I'm doing this week is... <laughs> <laughs> yes? Uh phantom experiences with technology so like uh phone calls from the dead okay emails from the dead okay okay that kind of stuff yes yes i figure it's fitting since it's 2017 and everyone's all technologically savvy yeah Mm -hmm. whatever unlike myself (laughs) yeah (laughs) i bet that's gonna be in the episode it's fine yeah, I think so, it adds ambiance. It's like sound effects. And I am about to tell spoopy, spoopy stories. Things. Spoopy-ish. Oh. They're not all super spoopy. And some of them are like really short that are just people that are like, that just happened. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I tried to get some good, decent, like detailed ones and I hopefully I did okay, but. Okay. Yeah. So I pulled most of these off Reddit. Okay. And I'm, I've got people's Reddit names so I can give credit where credit Source is it. due. That's nice. And hopefully no one is joshing us and fucking making up shit but okay you never know. well but okay <laughs> well there's so much stuff on reddit that's fiction yeah it's hard to so if it was under the no sleep tag i was like this is fake because mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure the no sleep tag is for people's yeah. fiction stories i think stories. so i think you're right. yeah so anyways so the first one starts with a phone call from the dead but then there's more <laughs> after okay so this is from shogun marcus sure at first, I thought it said shotgun Marcus, <laughs> and then when I was, like, pasting, I was like, oh, it, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he said, about two months after my dad passed away, we were having a family dinner night at my stepmother's house. All of the people that were involved in my dad's end-of-days care were present. Stepmom, brother, few family friends, my wife, kids, and me. In the middle of dinner, the phone rang. I was eating on the couch, so I grabbed the handset and took a look at the caller ID. There it was, incoming call from my dad's home phone number. I was shocked. I answered, and there was static. I kept saying hello, but there was nothing. I knew the number was disconnected, because I had disconnected it with the phone company a month before. (laughs) It really is good ambiance. I like it. (laughs) I'm about it. I called the number back, and it immediately went to a recording. This line has been disconnected. Just to clarify, dad and stepmom were basically divorced and lived in separate homes. One other incident that I truly believe, I felt my dad's presence. About a year after his passing, I was offered a job in Dallas. At the time, I was living near D.C., and it felt like a good opportunity and a good break from the fallout of my dad's passing. I drove... (laughs) Ziff, please. I drove down while the wife and kids planned to fly in a few weeks later after I got set up. Cruising down Highway 20 in Alabama, Alabama near Talladega... And I'm getting nothing on the radio for a while now. It's an older car, just AM, FM, so I'm flipping through the static, and finally the doors light my fire, and then the band, the wait, song after song. I realized I was listening to uh, the same playlist that my dad had hit me with throughout all the years. There was no DJ break, no commercials, just song after song. 
and that turned uh, that he had turned me on to. My dad was a DJ, and when he w- when I was young, he would sit in his music room and put song on, song after song on for me, introducing me to his favorites and important musical milestones. <laughs> Shine on you, Crazy Diamond, and then boom, it was over, static. Ooh. So it was like music playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like all these songs his dad had played, mm-hmm. and then it just stopped just and stamped. just went to static. <laughs> yeah, it took me a moment to realize what had just occurred. Not a single break in song, no DJs breaking to announce the station, call letters, no commercials, and now no station. I pulled over on the side of the road and just wept. It felt like he was riding there in the car with me. I caught a whiff of his scent, and then it was gone. It was intense. Sorry I rambled on, but I wanted to share. Shit. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That is. If it's real. I'm about it. Well. I feel like I all just say that about everything. If it's real. (laughs) It's okay. I'm just... Mine is real. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> that eyebrow waggle. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Sif, come on. <laughs> All right, well, this username is just... He's a- legit just on my lap, <laughs> panting into the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. This one is just a bunch of letters and numbers. Like, okay. I think it might be supposed to say, like, something close to Stone Sour, because it's like S7-O-N, oh, mm-hmm. the number three... Whatever. So anyways, uh, one time before cell phones were (laughs) ubiquitous as they are now, I hadn't received a call in a long time. So while out on a walk that took me past a local cemetery, I stopped at a strip mall and used a payphone to make a test call to my number, leaving a message on my machine uh, to test that too. When I got home and listened to the message, there was an old man's voice in addition to my own. It said, can you help me? Dear God, please help me. I was alone when I made the call and there was nobody within earshot. Shit. (laughs) I hope they saved that. Like. (laughs) That was Ziff, not me. (laughs) Ziff. Hey, buddy. Lordy. Just turn your face away from the microphone. (laughs) For real. (laughs) You just can't do it. All right. Well, this one, the username was deleted, so I'm assuming the person deleted their... Their post? Their post. Not their post, their account. Oh. But, like, the post Both posts stayed there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know how Reddit works, obviously. I don't either. I just (laughs) use it to find stories and shit. Uh, This one is, I've been freaked out by a Facebook incident one time. It was an aunt slash older cousin of mine, big Italian family, it's the same thing really, (laughs) who had passed away suddenly in her sleep. She was probably in her 50s, and it was unexpected and pretty sad. He's getting louder. She was from New York Buddy. and had moved down to NC near our family a few years back. Anyways, I'm visiting New York a few weeks uh, or months after she had passed, and I went on Facebook and created a location for the park that I was sitting at with my friends. I yeah. checked into the park, and a few minutes later, my aunt checked in there too. I was pretty freaked out. She had no other activity on her Facebook page recently, so I don't think anyone else was on there. and mm-hmm. don't think her husband or mother had any idea what her Facebook login was. Okay. So... Dead aunt checked in, same place. Yikes. Which is weird, but. Yeah. This one is Lilium High. My brother left a message on our phone about three months after he died. It said, Mom, something else, and then I'm okay. My brother had committed suicide, and my mother was having a real hard time. We still have the message saved on the phone, but it no longer works correctly anymore. So there's one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, it has to do with emails. Okay. So, it's the... I didn't get this one off Reddit. It's different. It was a different source. Uh, in June 2011, Jack... Oh, God. <laughs> Froze. Jack, oh, God. Jack... Oh, God. Jack Froze <laughs> Ferrossi? I'm just going to call him Jack because I don't know how to pronounce that last name. That's cool. 
Uh, he suffered a fatal arrhythmia that left all of his friends and family devastated by his passing. He was just 32 years of age. Five months later, and there was a series of emails that were sent out from his account. Tim Hart, considered to be one of Jack's closest friends, received the first email, and it was titled, I'm Watching. Oh, It was brief, and the no. subject... <laughs> it was brief, and the subject only read, Did you hear me? I'm at your house. Clean your fucking attic. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird, right? I'm not about that. Mm-mm. Apparently, it was in reference to a conversation that the two had shared prior to his passing. So it was like, it wasn't even like somebody that like a prankster could have sent. Like it was like, he was like, we had this conversation yeah, and it was in reference to it. Yeah. Uh, He replied to the email, but never got any answer back. And then there was Jimmy McGraw, who was Jack's cousin. And he got an email from the same account and it said, Hey Jim, how you doing? I knew you were going to break your ankle. Tried to warn you. Gotta be careful. Mm Mm-hmm. Strangely enough, he had broken his ankle after Jack's death. But Jim wasn't unsettled and instead chose to see it as his cousin looking out for him. Mm. Okay, well, mm. that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He conceded that the chances that it was actually Jack who sent the email are slim and assumes that the account was hacked. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah. Because it's in reference. Like, well, the first one to is in reference to something that, like, a stranger probably wouldn't have known. Right. Color me intrigued. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kirkman, 1991. I'm back on Reddit. My mother had an experience. She received a phone call from the dead, as you put it. She received this phone call on the one-year anniversary of her college friend Linda's death at the same time that it had happened, 12.26 a.m. Mm-hmm. You see, Linda had died in a terrible and brutal, brutal car wreck on the highway around 12.26 a.m. on this particular date. The phone call was mostly static with some words here and there. However, my mother says it sounded like Linda was begging for her help or perhaps still trying to say goodbye since her death had been so sudden. I think maybe her spirit hadn't moved on yet. However, there's been nothing since, so I like to think that Linda finally moved on and accepted her death. All right. Who knows? Fair enough. (laughs) Are you bored? Are these boring? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I feel like I really phoned it in this week. Just wait till we get to mine. <laughs> we both phoned it in. I think... Look, all our episodes can't be great. Well, and I, I, I don't know. Sometimes we just get busy and it's hard and life, you yeah, know... and like, then it's hard to find stuff yes. to like, talk about. Yes. Especially because for me, I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way. I know there's a lot of other podcasts that talk about death and murder and other shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying not to duplicate stuff that's already been same, done. Same. So I feel like we have to do extra work mm-hmm. to look for stuff. Because I find because a lot of stuff. There's so much stuff that's. I find a lot of stuff that I'm like, this is a really good story. Mm-hmm. But like other people have done it so many times yes, and that, done it well. Mm-hmm. So it's like we we try and steer clear of that kind of stuff. Yep. If you guys ever wonder why we don't talk about like certain things, whatever, like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, like, I had, a, I had a friend ask me about Adnan Syed because we talk about it so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we'll never talk about it, really, because, like, the, the case, really, because mm-hmm. just go listen to whatever else. Yeah. And Serial and disclose. Whatever. Yeah. And, like, I don't think I'll ever talk about Jack the Ripper because yep. there's so much shit about it, <laughs> you know? Like... Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. I feel like we do have to do extra research because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, I really love this mm-hmm. this specific case or mm-hmm. whatever, but yep. it's been done and mm-hmm. I'm trying not to. Yeah, yes. So if anybody ever wonders why, <laughs> that's why it's hard for us. That is why. <laughs> Plus, it's like doing homework. If you're doing research, it's like doing homework. It kind of is. I feel like I'm doing homework. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I graduated two years ago. Okay. I'll go to school someday. <laughs> yes, you will. Okay. So this one is by 
need answers now. <laughs> I, I, they were like, like, here's what happened. Somebody help. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just including like they made the story. Their, they made their account just like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like, I know store. what will help. Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like 90% of the people on Reddit don't take shit seriously. No. But sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Need answers now. Uh, they lost their sister to suicide, Aww. but they didn't actually believe that she had committed suicide. Oh, okay. So. Interesting. But it, but like their reason for not believing it was like, we were really close and mm. she didn't leave a note. And it's mm. like, okay, but not everybody leaves a note. Yeah. And just because you're close doesn't mean you yeah. know that kind of stuff. Right. I don't know. It's shitty. But yeah, she committed suicide. Okay. They put suicide in quotes. Okay. They don't believe it. Okay. So they said, I was asleep in my bed with my girlfriend when I was awakened. <laughs> Yep. Awoken? Sure. Probably. They said waken. That's fine. <laughs> uh, by my phone ringing. It woke her up too. This is how I know I wasn't dreaming. It was 3.37 a.m. I know this because it rang and I looked at the screen to see what number was calling and then I saw the time. It was a private number slash unknown number. Usually I don't answer private number calls, but being half asleep and guessing it was probably a drunk friend ringing to be picked up somewhere, I answered. Yeah. I said hello. All I could hear was... A muffled kind of static sound. No one replied, so again I said hello. Again, no response. So I thought it was probably just a prank call or some shit. And I was about to hang up when I heard my name get called. Paul. It was clear as day and it sounded 100% like my sister. I froze and I started to panic and I said her name a few times, pretty much pleading for it to be her. Then all I heard was, I'm sorry, I love you, please help me. Ah. The last bit was what made me really upset and uneasy. The please help me. I asked where she was... And then I heard a really, really loud screeching sound, and then it went to a dial tone. Shit. <sighs> I have chills. <laughs> Just because I can't, like, imagine that happening. Right. That would be so awful. Uh, when it hung up, I turned to my girlfriend, and she said my face was pale white. She asked why I was saying my sister's name and what was wrong. And it's then that I had a complete meltdown and cried harder than I ever had. Didn't go back to sleep. I just sat up with my phone in my hand waiting. I even took the day off from work and just sat waiting. So, yeah. That's so sad. It is. Dear Lord. Yikes. But on the other hand, 3.37 a.m., I'm trying to sleep. (laughs) Who are we kidding? I'm never asleep. You're never asleep. (laughs) 3.37 a.m. Please. please. (laughs) All right. Uh, Dire marker 216. Okay. This is a short one. Okay. My aunt claimed that after my grandmother died, she was praying she had a peaceful death. And not long after, my aunt received a voicemail that sounded like my grandmother's voice, and all it said was, it was. Ah! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks. Grandma. Thanks, Graham. This one is by Best... B-E-S-S-T. Okay. Best. Best. (laughs) I love they start this with, this is a true story. When I was a teenager... (laughs) Yeah, right? When I was a teenager, I had my own phone line. Early one morning at about 3 a.m., my phone started ringing. I stumbled over to it, answered it, and it was screaming. Human screaming. And not just one voice. It was at least three. At least one was female. I remember them saying, help us, please help us. It scared the shit out of me. I tried to talk to them, but it was like they couldn't hear me. I hung up when I heard this really angry male voice. Mm. I unplugged the phone and slept with the TV on for the rest of the night. Oof. Ten years later, it still gives me goosebumps. Oof. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes is right. Ugh. Well, and it's like some of that could be a prank call, but if people are saying, like, it didn't feel like a prank call, or... Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Mm. I feel like I could be way wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you said that? <laughs> all the time. Because okay. I'm wrong all the time. I could be way wrong. Okay. I am way wrong. No, I just think, unless people are insanely good liars, 
mm-hmm. with tone of voice and inflection, it's easier to tell if somebody's lying on the phone. Or, like, pranking. Yes, a prank yeah. call. Does that make sense? So, mm-hmm. like, unless they're way good actor or actresses, yeah. I feel like you'd be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, this is fake. Mm-hmm. Sounds fake. Sounds fake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. I list less disco. <laughs> Usernames. Is that, like... It's someone's username. I know, but... Okay. <laughs> Is it the opposite of Panic at the Disco? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I lessled disco. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> this one is short, too. Okay. It just says, I turned on my radio, and it was on full volume for some reason, and I just hear a man screaming bloody murder. It was pretty terrible. The volume wouldn't lower, so I ripped the cord out of the wall and threw the damn thing. Woo! Yeah. Ugh. But it's uh, it's horrible when you turn on the vo- stereo. We know what that's like. Oh, we've done that. <laughs> yes, we do. You turn. You're just like, let's turn on the TV, and then it's like as loud as, as it, it can, can go. Fucking be. Yes. It scares the bejesus out of you. What is he doing? Don't bring that on the hardwood floor, dude. <laughs> Keep it on the carpet. <laughs> I'm sorry. This week's episode Episode. is called Interrupticus, Interrupticus. and it's brought to you by Ziff and Moki. Ziff and Moki. (laughs) Pupper. Okay, this one is by Essoin. Keep it on the carpet! (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. I'm dying. I'm sorry. Keep it on the carpet. (laughs) Lordy. (laughs) Okay. My grandmother died two summers ago, suddenly. Ew. I mean, it's grandma. Is it sudden? I mean, it could still be sudden, I guess, but... I feel like you reach a certain... Grandmas die You reach a certain age, though, and it's not sudden anymore. Yeah, I guess it doesn't say how... Maybe it does say how old they are, but... We will get there. <laughs> sudden. Maybe sudden. Yeah. My grandma died so two summers ago, suddenly. It was a shock to the family, and the wake we held was very somber. No shit. I mean... Yeah. It's a wake. Yeah. My grandmother was very close to her youngest... Only daughter, my Aunt Jay, who took the who took her death the hardest. At the wake, I was standing in a corner, sort of swaying a little bit, exhausted from my red-eye flight, mm. and my Aunt Jay's husband approached me. He told me Aunt Jay had been inconsolable for the first 24 hours after getting the call that the police had found her mother's body. She, uh, he gave Aunt Jay a sleeping pill and put her to bed. Ooh. Yeah. His story continued. Early the next morning, the phone rang. Aunt Jay answered, groggy, and her husband woke and heard her stammering into the receiver and then hung up. Aunt Jay turned to him and said, that was my mother. He was cautious about his reply. He didn't know if she was just too sleepy to remember that her mother had been dead for a day and a half. Mm. And he said, yeah, what did she say? She told me she was just calling to say it was beautiful where she was and that she was happy. Aunt Jay said, "Uh, the thing is, her husband didn't, said the phone rang at the exact time that my my aunt and grandmother spoke to each other every single day. Oh. Mm-hmm. He told me, standing there at the wake, that he didn't know what to make of the call, but if it made his wife feel better, he was glad for whatever it was. Yeah. None of us have ever questioned Aunt Jay about it, mm-hmm. and I feel pretty much the same way as her husband. I hope wherever she is, it's beautiful, and that my grandmother is happy. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. she called same day as she always does, yeah. or same time as she always does. Yeah, and said she's all good. Mm-hmm. She's good. She's happy. It's beautiful. All right. See, that's the thing. It's like, these aren't all spooky. Some yeah. of them are kind of nice. Yeah. Kind of nice. Some are spooky, but... Okay. Uh, these ones... These ones I pulled from an article that was printed in... Printed? Published? Sure. Published in May of 2017. Okay. So, recent. 
But yeah, although I don't know how recent stories were, but okay. Uh, this one is called Something Strange Indeed, and it's by <laughs> Janae S. Okay. All right. Uh, this happened to my older brother, Matt, about a year ago. Just a few weeks after my eldest brother, Jeremy's best friend, Joe, died of heart trouble, mm. Matt received a telephone call from a person that sounded exactly like Joe. He said something like, Matt, it's Joe. Is Jeremy home? Something really strange is going on. <laughs> I'll say. Yep. Matt freaked out and could hardly answer. No, he's not. Sorry. Then he hung up, and Matt looked at the caller ID. It read, out of area. So Matt tried... <laughs> I'll say. Uh-huh. So Matt tried star six nine, but they were unable to trace the call. We never got another telephone call from Joe. It still scares Matt to think about it. <laughs> I... Something strange is going on. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> You've been dead for a while now. A wee bit. <laughs> that is yikes. Uh, money is useless here. Okay. This is by Mary B. Mary B. One of my clients related this story to me a few years ago. At the time, she worked for the Department of Social Services, and one of the services she offered was checked for emergency expenses. She had issued a $100 check to one of her clients for the utilities that were about to, uh, for utilities and was about to close the file when her phone rang. On the line was the woman whom she had issued the check to. The woman sounded vague and distracted, but clearly said, I won't be needing that $100 after all. My client made a note of it and went on with her other work. That evening at home, she read the newspaper and she saw the obituary of the woman she had talked to on the phone and she had died the previous day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see this? Ooh, you are goose bumply. Bumply? Bumpties. I have some, some goose flesh. Goose pimples. <laughs> <laughs> this one is called Was It Brother? I don't know. It's by Vicky H. Okay. I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> about three nights ago, my husband got a phone call at 1.57 a.m. What is with ghosts and calling in the middle of the night? Time doesn't matter where they are. I don't know. That's fair. But <laughs> I remember it was a very stormy night. He answered the Was it? <laughs> was it? Much like tonight. Much like tonight. <laughs> he answered and the phone was giving him little bleeps, but no one would say anything. And then the phone just went dead. I was asleep by the phone, but I never heard it ring, and I always hear the phone ring. Only he heard it. He called the number back. On the caller ID, it said, this number is not in service. The number is still on our caller ID. That same night, at 4 a.m., his mother, who lives an hour and a half away, also got a phone call. Her son, who was asleep in the house, also never heard the phone ring. She heard the same bleeps, and it was the same caller ID. She called it back, and it was also not in service. At about 5 a.m., his mother was lying in her bed, and she saw a man standing at the foot of her bed looking at her. She said he was tall and thin, he had dark eyes and dark clothes. He stared at her for a minute and then darted across the room and disappeared. Shit. <laughs> no thanks. We are very freaked out and cannot figure out why this happened on the same night, and nothing like this has happened before. Why did I not hear the phone ring and my husband uh, did when the phone is right by our bed? My husband lost his brother about six months ago in a tragic death. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. But the like standing at the foot of the bed and then just being like, Kibai! Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. I'll pass. Hard pass. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest of passes, honestly. <laughs> the hardest of hardest passes. passes. <laughs> uh, intercepted call. Huh. Okay. Crystal S. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I coped. It's okay. Uh, I just found out that one of my phone's call, phone calls, this is their typo, not mine. <laughs> one of my phone calls the other day was a dead lady. 
I was at my mom's house, and I was calling a friend who lives nearby. She was at her cousin's, so I looked up the number in the phone book. It was on, it was the only Owens in the phone book, so I knew it was my friend's cousin's number. I call it, and it didn't even ring, but an old lady answered. She said, hello? I asked, is Amelia there? Amelia is my friend's my friend Jessica's cousin. The old lady said, no, dear. Amelia, Amelia isn't here, sweetie. I should be expecting her any minute now. So I thought nothing of it, and I hung up. I thought they left for a bit. I knew Amelia lived with her mom at her grandparents' house. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know, and what I found out when I talked to Jessica, I told Jessica about it, and she said, Amelia's grandmother is dead, and we were here all day long, sitting by the phone, and it never rang. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Suspicious. These ones are my favorite ones. I I tried to save the best for last. Mm -hmm. Very nice. I feel like I'm decent yeah <laughs> you're great uh who answered the phone <gasps> by claire e okay <laughs> uh i was staying at a college in north wales that's in the uk they put that in parentheses like <laughs> good you know, to know where wales is in 1997 the cottage was owned by my best friend's grandfather and was in fairly in a fairly isolated location but still on tracks which led to the main road it was very basic but it had electricity a boiler room for hot water although no central heating It was a three-double-bedroom property with no outhouses. There were six of us staying in the cottage one Easter weekend, and we spent much of our time lazing around, visiting local sites of interest. We decided one Saturday morning to go out to the local market, calling off for a pub lunch on the way back. While sitting at the pub eating our meal, other friends of ours who were staying in a nearby town entered the pub and sat at our table, saying they were glad we were still there and they hadn't missed us. When we asked them how on earth they knew where we were, they said they had phoned the cottage where we were staying, and a nice lady on the phone told them. (laughs) There was no one else staying at the cottage, there was no cleaners, or no one else tied to the cottage, so we spent the remainder of our time sleeping with the hall lights on and never returned. (laughs) I mean. Yeah. (laughs) That would be weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. This one is called Long, Long Distance Plan. (laughs) By Mary B. Okay. Uh, I have never been a believer in ghosts, but after what happened to me, I can't help but reconsider my position on this. I'm a telephone sales representative, and at the time of this occurrence, I was marketing a phone service. Here's what happened to me at work. On Thursday, April 26th, I made a sales call to Pennsylvania. It started like any other call. Yes, I need to speak to Mr. or Mrs. B. I'm assuming they didn't want to use full names. Mm -hmm. So the woman identified herself as Mrs. B, and I continued with the normal sales call. She seemed very interested and asked a lot of questions. But when I came to the decision-making part, she quickly stopped me, insisting that I had to talk to her husband. Her objections were the very same every time I attempted to close. She explained that she tried to get him to change phone carriers before, but in her words, he was married to AT&T and refused to make any changes. (laughs) She also quickly Uh. pointed out that since his retirement, he spent a great deal of time fishing and was not easy to get in touch with. Uh. It would be best to try early in the morning before he left for his favorite hobby. She also indicated their long-distance bills were getting out of hand because he made lengthy calls to North Carolina and felt the plan would be beneficial to them. On that note, I decided perhaps this was worth a callback and told her that I would call her husband the next day. Okay. Yeah. The next day, I made a call that that I will probably never forget. On the callback, the husband did answer the phone. I introduced myself in the normal fashion and explained that I had been talking to his wife the previous day and she suggested that I had to speak to him. You can imagine the shock and horror when he distraughtly stated to me, lady, I don't know who you were talking to, but my wife died, and I'm not in any mood to speak to anyone. Ooh. And then he hung up the phone. Shit. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Ugh, Ugh. I would be so embarrassed, I think. I think my ghost would leave my body, and I'd just be like, I'm done. 
here as the salesperson. Yes. You're like, well, now I'm dead. Yes. <laughs> I would feel so bad. Yeah. I would feel awful. It wouldn't be your fault, though. I know, but still. That's fair. <laughs> but, like, that would be crazy. Like, my wife is dead, buddy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who was I talking to then? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Start giggling. <laughs> I'm sorry. Their username is Penguin Loving Man. <laughs> it's a L O V I N, like loving. L U V I N. Oh, L-U-V-I-N. Penguin Loving Man. <laughs> yep. Uh, please. <laughs> okay, so I used to work as a 911 operator in a relatively large metro area. One night at about 3 a.m. or so, I answered a call from an elderly lady who said she didn't feel good. I tried to get more info about what was wrong. Chest pain, trouble breathing, headache, is she diabetic, etc. Yeah. She gave me her address and phone number and said no one else was home, but the front door was unlocked so they could come in. I toned the call out as general illness and kept trying to get more details. No matter what else I asked about her, what was wrong, all she would say is, I just don't feel good. Can you send someone to help me? <sighs> I see the look on your face. (laughs) You're like, oh, God. (laughs) Yep. After a few minutes, she said, I'm going to put the phone down. I need to go to the bathroom. I tried to get her to stay on the line with me. I told her she can do whatever she needs to get ready, but I'd like to stay in contact in case there's a problem. She said, I'm going to put the phone down. I'll just be a minute. And that was it. I stayed on the line and I asked every so often, but I got no reply. A couple minutes passed and the fire department called on scene. So I disconnected and didn't think much about it. I told them the caller advised the front door was unlocked and she was in the bathroom. A couple more minutes and one of the firefighters called over the air with a weird tone and said, Dispatch, uh, how exactly was this call received? I told them the call was first party from the patient's home at um, approximately eight minutes ago. He didn't respond over air but called the desk from his cell phone, which usually only happens when something weird is going on they don't want to broadcast since anyone can listen to the radios. (laughs) On the phone he said... Are you sure this wasn't a third-party call from a family member or something? I said, negative. Caller advised, I don't feel good. She said no one else was home. So, to my best knowledge, the caller is the patient. Have you made contact? He said, yeah. She was in the bathroom, like you said, but she's probably been dead for about 12 hours. Cold to the touch, fully livid, full rigor. We're going to need a deputy. Yeah. Afterward, he pulled the tapes of the radio and phone calls and checked the timestamps, addresses, phone number, and went over everything a few times to see if I missed something. I called them back the morning after the shift to see if they had any more info but they were just as weird as out weirded out as we were the phone is still in the living room and the patient was dead in the bathroom (laughs) 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 yep yep i love spooky stories that's a good one okay but i wanted to end it with yes right yes this was somebody's comment after this story okay and it just killed me (laughs) like yeah i just thought it was so funny Mm -hmm. It's all bullet points. Okay. Right? So it's like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Be me. (laughs) Smoke some pot. Pop in to say hi to grandma. Oh, shit. Grandma passed away. Never seen a dead body before. Freak out. Run out. Drive home. Oh, shit. What did I do? If I call 911, they'll ask me some questions. They'll be able to tell I'm stoned. My boss will find out I wasn't really sick today. I'll end up on the news. I'll end up in jail. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Time passes. Can't call now. They'll want to know why I didn't call right away. It'll look even more suspicious. Now it's 3 a.m. Can't just leave Grand to rot. Realize I have to call and report this. Can't call from my phone number. Drive to Grandma's place. Park a few doors down. Call 911. 
I don't feel good. Can you send someone to help me? <laughs> Emphasize front door is unlocked. Also, can you please look for me in the bathroom? Because that's where I'll be. In the bathroom. <laughs> no, I can't stay on the line and wait for EMS to arrive. Have to hang up and go to the bathroom now. Have I mentioned the front door is unlocked? <laughs> Run out. Hide in my car. Wait for EMS to arrive. Relief as they carry grandma out. Sorry, grandma. I love you, grandma. Can't tell anyone about this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love you, grandma. I love you, grandma. <laughs> I just love the can't leave grandma to rot. <laughs> Uh, can't leave Grand to rot. <laughs> can't leave Grand to rot. I'm stoned. <laughs> I'm stoned. I just love, be me. Get high. <laughs> Those first two, they're me. Yeah. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. That's funny. Anyways. <laughs> so that's mine. I, All this boops and some not boops. but I don't really want to get a phone call from someone who's dead. Oof. Or like, I don't want them to like poke me on Facebook or mm-hmm. send me any. Well, there was one yeah. that was like, somebody well, poked yeah. me on Facebook who was dead. And I was like, well, that wasn't that interesting, but still. <laughs> or like emails, especially the, I'm watching, I'm watching. Ugh. Yeah. Did I want you hear no me? part of that I'm shit. here. Like, that's spooky, dude. I want no part of that. No part of that. I want no part of that. At all. All right, it's Krista's turn. It's my turn. <laughs> Tell me things. I'm ready to be blown away and totally impressed. You're going to be underwhelmed and uh, <laughs> and it's nothing exciting. You've said that to me before. Sounds fake. It's really true this time. Okay, <laughs> so because I was so depressed last week, yeah, <laughs> I picked something. I think that's pretty off-brand mm-hmm. for us. Okay. But I think it's interesting. <laughs> it's pretty low-key and not spoopy or right. anything whatever cool pound it dude yeah <laughs> uh so i'm talking about the voinick nope voinish voinish voinick mm. we're gonna have some struggles <laughs> do we ever not have i struggles? think it's voinick manuscript okay okay yeah so this object mm-hmm. it's a book obviously okay <laughs> manuscript uh-huh yep manuscript it's a book and We'll have to post some pictures. Like, there's tons of photos of this thing online. And it's gorgeous. Like, very intricately made. And, like, text and drawings and paintings and all this shit. Blah, 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 blah. Nobody can read it. (laughs) So, it's in a language that nobody understands. And nobody knows what it's for. (laughs) Right? Aliens. It's a mystery. It could be. It could be aliens. I'm just saying. Yeah. Aliens. So, we'll have to post some photos of it. Okay. However, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. So, if you're interested, look it up. (laughs) I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No. Listeners, if you want, you can look it up. Yeah. Listeners, do your own research. (laughs) For once. For once. We're tired of carrying your asses. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're good. Uh, so, and so this object book, whatever, it's obviously been studied by various people and its measurements are 23.5 by 16.2 by five centimeters. Does that make sense? Yeah. So 23 tall, 16 long, five inches, or not five, five centimeters thick. That's bigger than my computer. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's thick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Mm. Yeah. Uh, has hundreds of vellum pages mm-hmm. and connected, nope, collected into 18 choirs, which is not choirs, choirs. It's, <laughs> it's like units of 25 pages, right? Okay. So there's sections. Okay. But it's roughly 240 pages. Mm-hmm. 
However, some of the pages in the manuscript fold out into bigger pages. Okay. So it's like this crazy book. Thing. Not that it super matters, but is it front to back? Like all the pages front to back? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Anyway, uh, so, and it, uh, like, was roughly carbon dated to the 1400s. Okay. So, it's been carbon dated as super hella old, Mm -hmm. and still nobody really knows what it is. (laughs) So, the first confirmed owner was Georges Beresh in 1585, and he was an obscure kind of alchemist from Prague. Okay. (laughs) Back in the day. (laughs) Uh, Beresh was apparently, like just as puzzled as modern scientists about this book. Okay. And it, he's quoted as saying it had been taking up space uselessly in his library for many years. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got this I book. I got this book. I don't know what it does. I don't know what it says. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> right? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> well, I'm curious where he got it. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So this guy, Baresh, Okay. he learned that Jesuit scholar, yikes, <laughs> I'm just going to go with the last name, Kircher. Kircher, I like yep. it. Um, from Collegio Romano, had published, like, a, a dictionary and claimed to have deciphered Egyptian hieroglyphics and, like, all this stuff in the book. Okay. Right? And so Baresh sent a copy of the script to Kircher in Rome, asking to, like, decipher the manuscript, whatever. And so his letter, Baresh's letter to Kircher like, confirmed that the manuscript existed. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Like, back in the day. Confirms that it was a thing. Yeah. And the letter was in 1639. Okay. And it's not known whether Kircher answered the letter or not to decipher mm-hmm. this manuscript, whatever. Uh, but he apparently tried to acquire the book, and Baresh was like, no, it's mine. Mm-hmm. He never gave it up. Upon Baresh's death, the manuscript passed to him. Baresh's friend, Jan Merrick Marcy. Marcy? Marcy? M-A-R-C-I. Okay. Marcy? I. Marcy! I, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And he was then rector of Charles University in Prague. So he's like a scholarly person. (laughs) Scholar. Scholar. Person. (laughs) Yeah. And then, oddly enough, a few years later, Marcy sent the book to Kircher anyway. Okay. (laughs) He was like, fine, take it off my hands. Yeah. I'm sick of it collecting dust. Yep. And so then 200 years pass, and there's, like, no record of whatever happened in that 200 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And people think that it just was in Kircher's possession and passed down in his collection. To whoever. To whoever. Mm Mm-hmm. So then, around 1912, uh, Collegio Romano was short of money and decided to sell some of its holdings discreetly. Okay. College, it's like needs funding. Yeah, so they're going to sell yeah. some stuff. Yes. So then enters Wilfred Voynich. Okay. Whose name you may recognize. So this manuscript is named after this dude, basically. Oh! So Voynich. Okay. Voynich, yeah. So he acquired 30 manuscripts, and then that was, this manuscript was among the 30 that he he got purchased. Yes. Okay. And then he spent the next seven years attempting to interest scholars in deciphering the script while he worked to determine the origins. Mm -hmm. So he was like, you guys decipher it. I'm going to see where it came from. Okay. And... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, nobody knows what language this fucking thing is. Like... (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, like it's super ornate, like I said, like finely detailed and drawings and paintings and everything. And the text includes numbers. So it's like letters and numbers mm -hmm. and interesting. Mhm. Mm and then some pages are written in Latin. Okay. So <laughs> sure. So they can decipher parts of it, yeah? Yes. Okay. The Latin pages Obviously. are deciphered. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what about the Egyptian like no? No. Okay. No. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting, but I guess nobody else did. <laughs> so I think it's interesting that there's like a ton of different colors of ink in this. Oh. So it's like I don't know, for the time period. Yeah. I think it's very out of the ordinary. Yeah. Like like blue inks and red inks and like Yeah. It's not just black. What if it's a time traveling book? I'm into it. Like what if it's been all over the place? It's a TARDIS. It it's a TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, open it and you step in. <laughs> itself is a TARDIS. <laughs> it's so much bigger on the inside. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And interesting, I don't know about it, so like some parts of the text you can see have been like rewritten over, like traced mm. to, I don't know, like sharpen it up or mm. make sure that the text didn't disappear, whatever. Going back to the TARDIS thing. Oh yeah, tell me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does that make Tom Riddle's diary like a mini TARDIS kind oh, of? Yes. Yes, because... <laughs> <laughs> because they go places. Harry goes inside. Harry goes inside and, and time travels. Technically. In a, way, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. TARDIS. TARDIS. <laughs> JK knew what she was doing, man. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. No, that's really interesting. I'm like the ink. And yes. The, and so people have been tracing over it. And mm -hmm. hopefully accurately like mm -hmm. yeah they didn't fudge it no, up no they didn't you can see pictures of the traced and it just it's you can just faintly see that there's the same text underneath it yeah makes sense. Yeah, yeah so yeah i mean they did good <laughs> whatever uh so samples of various parts of it were um sent to the university of arizona in 2009 for carbon dating mm -hmm. and tests indicated that the parchment was time period from between 1404 and 1438. Okay. So it is old. old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hella old. <laughs> yes. And then there was protein testing done in 2014 that revealed that the parchment is made from calf skin, which is accurate because that's what vellum is. Like. Yeah. So it's. Yep. It's, okay. It's old. <laughs> Congrats. You confirmed that it's old. Way to go, guys. <laughs> yeah. So much They're of, like, we yeah. haven't made any progress on the translation, but we can confirm it, it is old. <laughs> it is old. <laughs> right. Um, Reconfirm, because it's already been confirmed. Yes. But sure. Basically. Yeah. I love that I'm, like, shitting on people's hard work. Like, I know. That's great, buddy. Good job. You proved <laughs> that it's old. Like, it's okay. I'm not impressed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, it's cool. <laughs> so much of the text is written in a single column in the body of the page. Right. Okay. So big ass column. Okay. Uh, slightly ragged right margin and paragraph divisions, and sometimes with stars in the left margin. And then other text occurs in charts or as labels as associated with the illustrations. So there's illustrations and then like little like notes by right. illustrations and okay. stuff. Mm -hmm. And so there's no indication of any errors or 
errors made. Does that make sense? Like, nothing is scratched out. Yeah. And nothing is, like, <laughs> I did a hand motion. It made sense. <laughs> so, whoever was writing this was very certain of themselves. Yes. Or, like, it could have been not the first draft. Mm, like, they mm-hmm. could have had a first draft that yeah. had all the scribbles and mm-hmm. Yes. And then they rewrote it. They rewrote it and made it beautiful. It's totally possible. Or, or, yes, another theory. Mm. It's from aliens, and they don't, they can just yes. erase that shit. Yes, I'm about it. They can just be like, excuse me. Yeah. You're excused. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's written in such a way that it's said to be very smooth. So if somebody was trying to write in a code, it would generally... You'd be able to tell because people stop mm-hmm. when they're writing in a code. Does that make sense? Or stop and start and like. Yeah. Anyway, so it's supposed to be like it's written really smoothly. So like so it's coherent. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Supposedly, so they say. <laughs> <laughs> so the text consists of over one hundred and seventy thousand characters. Jesus. Uh huh. With spaces dividing the text into about thirty-five thousand groups of varying length. Usually, they're referred to as words or word tokens. Okay. Um, and 8,114 of those words are considered unique word types. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So, it's... Cool. There's a lot. It's complex. Uh-huh. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so, Professor Gonzalo Rubio, and he's an expert in ancient languages at Pennsylvania State University said that the things we know as grammatical markers, things that occur commonly at the beginning or end of words, such as S or D in our language, mm-hmm. and that are used to express grammar, never appear in the middle of words in the Voynich manuscript. And that's unheard of for any Indo-European, Hungarian, or Finnish language. Okay. So it's like... Not any of those. Nope. And it makes no sense to people, <laughs> obviously. Aliens. Yeah. So, I said that it's separated into sections, right? Mm-hmm. And based off of drawings and paintings within the section, they think they have an idea of what each one is about. Okay. So, supposedly, it goes... It's all guessing, but... Yes. It goes herbal, astronomical, biological, cosmological, pharmaceutical, and then recipes. <laughs> Recipes? Yes. <laughs> Someone's recipe for a sugar cookie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Back it. from the 1400s. Right. <laughs> but it just seems so out of place. Like, all those things, like, yeah. you know, make sense. Like, herbs and, like, yeah. medicines and I biology. Think- and then recipes? <laughs> recipes? Like, for what? I'm assuming it's, like, alchemic recipes. Okay. Not, like, food. But I could be wrong. Well, no. I mean, I, I assumed more yeah. than just food. But, yes. like, when I hear recipes, that's yeah. what I... Yeah, I think I'm assuming, like, alchemic kind of shit. But who knows? Well, then why didn't... Okay, it's fine. Why didn't they say alchemy? Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. But then they have a hard time because there's certain things, like, in the drawings that make no sense also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's... In the herbal section, there's drawings of plants and shit that don't exist. Mm-hmm. So they're not sure if it's like plants that have gone extinct mm-hmm. or used to exist or whatever. Or exist in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. Time trap. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Time trap. 
time traveling recipe book. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Botanist Hugh O'Neill believed that one illustration depicted a new world sunflower. That's my favorite botanist. He's great. <laughs> Hugh. O'Neill. <laughs> He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> yeah. Right, so he said it was a sunflower, and if he's right, it would help date the manuscript mm-hmm. even more accurately. Uh, but what about? But well, I mean, since the identification of said sunflower is speculative, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I love that we just destroy people's like <laughs> lifetime of work. Probably. Sorry. <laughs> So, the basins and tubes in the biological section are sometimes interpreted as implying a connection to alchemy. Ah, there it is. But they bear little obvious resemblance to alchemic equipment of the period. Okay. So, like, they're like, alchemy? Eh? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Um, Astrological considerations frequently played a prominent role in herb gathering. Bloodletting and other medical procedures common during the likely estates of the manuscript. However, interpretation remains speculative. Of course it does. Um, but there's obvious zodiac symbols um, in one diagram and the planets, like classical planets. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty sure that section's astrological because okay. zodiac, all that stuff. Yeah, he was a fascinating killer. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> he was great. He was great. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with us? Who hurt us? Everyone. I don't know. I mean, pretty much. Life. Life kind of kicked us down early. <sighs> it's fine. We don't have to get into that. So. <laughs> we won't get into that on air. We'll it's wait. fine. We'll save it. Yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of people think that Voynich, like, made up the manuscript himself because he was an antique... Troller. Book dealer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, like, dealt in old books and shit. So it would benefit him to have discovered a crazy old book and, like, mm-hmm. get lots of money. And <laughs> yeah. But did he, though? Get, no. like, money and stuff? No. Because... Did he benefit from this at all? No. Well, then... Uh, I... Well, it's named after him. Yeah, but... But not really. And it's been carbon dated to mm-hmm. before him, because he was in... Voynich was in 1912. Yeah, he wasn't alive in the 1400s. No, he wasn't. Unless he is the time lord. Yeah. <gasps> okay, the book is the TARDIS. Yep. He is the doctor. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love the level of nerd mixed into this episode. <laughs> like, it's like murder and like weird books and stuff. Well, there hasn't been any murder, but. No, but. The podcast is murder. But my yes, point is. Yes. We're like Time Lord. I'm into it. The TARDIS. I'm about it. <laughs> he could be the doctor. You don't know. I think it's real. <laughs> confirmed we're confirming it on this podcast you heard it here you heard it here it is confirmed it's real <laughs> uh so we're gonna get sued yeah, <laughs> my bad I so i can't afford that i can't I can. lordy <laughs> so sometime before 1921 voynich was able to read a name faintly written at the foot of the manuscript's first page ah! the doctor i know a name i cannot pronounce well, if it was written in the 1400s, then yeah. It's Jacob with a J on the end. What? Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> and then an A with a tick. An a- <laughs> you know the little tick thing? Yeah. Okay. An A with a tick. So, Jacob. <laughs> a. <laughs> <laughs> to penance. 
T E P E N E C E. It's a lot of E's. Dependence. Dependence? Dependence. Okay, now from the top. No, I'm just kidding. Jakob A. Tepinitz. Let me die. Oh, it's so good. Right. So apparently there was a dude named that. Nope. He had a longer middle name. Horsicky? Horsicky. H-O-R-C-I-C-K-Y. With a couple of umlauts and ticks. <laughs> I hate, I hate that I'm, oof, I hate that I can't read names. I hate that I am not smart. Anyway, so this dude. Same Z's. Right. So... <laughs> This guy actually existed. This Jacob J guy <laughs> okay. existed. Okay. And he was... All right, so back in the day, Rudolph II. <laughs> okay. He was king of the Holy Roman Empire from 1552 to 1612. Okay. And he ennobled this Jacob guy in 1607 and appointed him imperial distiller, which... I don't know if that's, like, alcohol-related or not. <laughs> it sounds like it. But it sounds like it. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Way to lead me on. <laughs> My bad. Uh, so he made him curator of his botanical gardens as well as one of his personal physicians. Oh. Okay. Right? So, like... So distilling has nothing to do with it. No. I mean, there's plants, which... Alcohol is distilled from plants. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> Maybe distilling meant something different. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Voynich and a bunch of other people after him said that um, Jacob owned the Voynich manuscript prior to Buresh, that original guy that talked about it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? We're yeah. going way back? Okay. So, theories are that it was actually Jacob's manuscript, and, like, because he was dealing with plants and... But that was in the 1500s, wasn't it? Yeah. So, But it's carbon dated to the 1400s, but Baresh had it. I don't think Baresh had it in the 1400s, did he? Where are we? Yeah, but like what, what I'm saying back. is if that guy that it might be belong to yes. was in the 1500s, but yes. it's carbon dated to the 1400s, like he wouldn't have been alive, right? Well, just saying it, it would have been in his possession. Like, maybe oh, he didn't write it, but it's oh, his, like passed down to him. put his name in it. Yeah. Okay. Like Anyway. Oh, okay. Like, when you write your name in your I books, jumped to I the know. conclusion that no, somehow cool. he had, like, written it. No, like, I just think they're saying that it, it was his. Like, he had it at some point. Yes. Okay. Before Barash. So, let's see. <laughs> uh, in 2006, uh, Nick Pelling proposed that the Voynich manuscript was written by 15th century northern Italian architect Antonio Averlino, and... A lot of people find this consistent with the carbon dating okay. shit. And then in 2017, Stephen Skinner, or Stefan, Stephen, Stefan, okay. P-H-E-N. Mm-hmm. Could be either. Mm-hmm. Proposed that the author was a Jewish, Jewish physician in northern Italy, pointing to various elements in the manuscript. There wasn't a lot of info on that. That. <laughs> As usual. Mm. Imagine <clears throat> that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, a lot of people think that this book is actually a cipher for something else, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I learned 
that cipher and a code are two different things, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, And it would make sense if it were a cipher because, obviously, if they wanted something to remain hidden, Mm -hmm. they would write it in a way that couldn't be deciphered. deciphered. Yeah. But what, what, what would necessarily need to be hidden... Who knows, since it's never been figured out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck knows? Ooh, here's another theory. What if it's, like, a Lovecraftian thing, <gasps> right? Cthulhu wrote it. Cthulhu! Oh. It's, what if it's Cthulhu's Bible? Oh, my God. Sweetie. I love him. Maybe that's why he's mad. He lost his bibble. He lost his bibble. <laughs> so that's this episode. Cthulhu's Bible. Cthulhu's Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh... uh so there's another theory that it could be written in a, t- a way that steganography, okay. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, this theory holds that the text of the manuscript is mostly meaningless, but it contains meaningful information hidden in the details, right? So, like, say, the second letter of every word, right? It ne- right? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of shit. So it's a lot of mm-hmm. filler. Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. important info mm-hmm. within sprinkled it. within, which mm-hmm. is a little breadcrumb trail. Uh huh. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Uh, other people think that it's a natural language. Uh, so statistical analysis of the text reveals patterns similar to those of natural languages. So, for instance, the word entropy, which is about ten bits per word, is similar to that of English or Latin texts. Mm-hmm. In 2013, Diego Amancio argued that the Voynich manuscript is mostly compatible with natural languages and incompatible with random texts. Okay. Sure. He, but he doesn't know for sure. No, he doesn't. That's all. Mm-hmm. Speculation. speculation. <laughs> like, all of this is speculation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, linguist Jacques Guy, or Guy, I don't know. <laughs> G-U-Y. <laughs> okay. Hmm. <laughs> Once suggested that the Voynich manuscript text could be some little-known natural language written uh, in the plane with an inverted alphabet. Okay. Nope. Invented alphabet. Inverted. <laughs> inverted alphabet. My bad. I think if it was just inverted, then we probably would have been able to translate, translate it. it. We would have figured What if they were just like, boop? <laughs> oh my, my god. god. <laughs> Alert uh, the media. Yeah. <laughs> He says that the word structure is similar to that of many language families of East and Central Asia, uh, and, like, Vietnamese and possibly Thai. Mm -hmm. So he said, in many of these languages, the words have only one syllable, and syllables have a rather rich structure, including tonal patterns. But still, speculation. Yeah. And this theory has some historical plausibility. I need a hiccup. I'm fine. I can hold it. <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, excuse me. God damn it. <laughs> Horrible. Um, so while those languages generally have native scripts, uh, they were notoriously difficult for Western people to figure out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. really hard to learn yeah. Asian languages, especially writing them. Mm-hmm. Lordy me. <laughs> Lordy me. <laughs> Ugh. I believe just. Alright. Although the known samples are much later than the Voynich manuscript, histori- history records hundreds of explorers and missionaries who could have written it, right? So, like, even before Marco Polo's 13th century journey, 
um, especially after Vasco da Gama sailed the sea route to the Orient in 1499. So they're like, maybe it was something brought back mm -hmm. during those travels. From somewhere else. Yes. Okay. Woohoo. <laughs> Here's my favorite theory. Okay. I can't, hold on. I cannot pronounce this. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Glossolalia. Okay. All right. So in a book written in 2004, Gary Kennedy and Rob Churchill suggest the possibility that the Voynich manuscript may be a case of this glossolalia, mm -hmm. which is speaking in tongues, oh. basically. So if so, the author felt compelled to write large amounts of text in a manner which resembled like a stream of consciousness mm -hmm. uh, because... He was hearing voices in his head oh. and, like, had this weird urge to write. Mm -hmm. And this often takes place in, like, as an invented language and is usually made up of fragments of the author's own language, although invented scripts of this, like, are really, really rare, mm -hmm. obviously. But yeah. So that's my favorite theory. Yeah, that's a good Is that, like, he was a crazy person. He was just like, I have to write all the things yeah. down. Yeah, this person was just, like, writing shit down. I like that theory. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you could read up on... I love that you say thank you like you're the one that... Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, that's my theory. It's I came up theory. with it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm sharing it with you. I, have, I mean, I'm about it. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> just I'm into it. <laughs> uh, and you can you can read up on... Like, there's a number of people who have, like, supposedly cracked it. Supposedly. But no, nobody has. Right. But it's, even if someone supposedly cracks it, you don't know for sure that you did. Right. Right. Well, and so far, I was reading and there's like a list, there was a list of people that had cracked it, whatever, mm -hmm. and at the end it was like, has been proven wrong, has <laughs> been like, yeah. you know, so I was like, okay. Has been debunked. Yeah, so I'm not going to include all that, but yeah. you can read up on them if you want. Some are pretty interesting, but like... Mm -hmm. So nobody's cracked it. It's just this weird Especially manuscript. if it's just an invented language mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. or, like you said, speaking in tongues. And crazy ramblings, whatever. Yeah. That no one can ever. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. That's all? Yeah. That's all she wrote? Yep. That is all she wrote. Well, that's fascinating. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, no spoops. And sorry, I... It's okay. It doesn't all have to be about spoops. I know, but, like, our podcast is specifically titled Death. Well, yeah, <laughs> but... I just needed a wee break because I was so distraught last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. You I, were very sad. I really was. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it was just very heavy. It was. So I feel like I just wanted to take a little break and just do something, I don't know, that I think is interesting. I think it's interesting. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know, though. Like, we have said our podcast is, like, macabre. And, mm -hmm. So it's not all death. Yeah. And, so I'm it's, like, it's a mystery, want to so talk I figured about, it was okay. We don't always have to talk about death and dying either. We can yeah. just talk about weird shit, which... Mm -hmm. Which you did this week. Yours was just weird. Yeah. Like nobody, well, I guess well, people did die, but... Supposedly yeah. ghosts. Yeah. There was, there was plenty of death in mine. Yes, but... But, <laughs> but yeah. That's all she wrote. Fascinating. That's all she wrote. Or he wrote. Ooh, they wrote. That's all they wrote. The doctor wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> or Cthulhu. Uh huh. That's I still my think it's theory. Cthulhu's Bible. I was all for the doctor, but now I think it's Cthulhu. I think you're right, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet baby Cthulhu. Sweet baby Cthulhu. Owl <laughs> itches. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. Man. Well, that's cool. Yeah. 
I'm about it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if nothing else, maybe at least you learned a thing. Oh, I did. <laughs> I've never heard of that, so. <laughs> good. Hashtag, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Hashtag. Oh, show me the cookie. <laughs> do you remember? I still love Octothorpe. The same. Which do, is do you like, remember when we found that out? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Drinking all them Snapples. Snapples. Snapple facts. Yeah, I loved those so much. Me too. Aww. But yeah, Octothorpe mm. forever. Oh, yeah. That was like way back in the day. Way back, way back in well, the day. Well, not way back, but like when we first started hanging out. Mm-hmm. That's years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're terrible. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> I've accepted it. It's cool. Same. I'm out of soda. I'm pretty bummed. It's cool. Do you want my last um, peachery? <laughs> sure. Okay. We're giving people more ASM... ASMR? ASMR noises. Right. I read... That's I... what we were talking about when we started the episode. Oh, were we? Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. Remember? Because yes. watching someone cook or... Mm. Turn pages of a book. Mm. Oh, turn pages turn me, daddy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Please. Hi, puppy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Anyways. Okay. Some more. Should we? What's the word? Power down? Nope. Sign off? Sure. <laughs> Power down. What are we robots? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Robots make me nervous. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever said. Money. I'm sorry. You have more? Well, or is that it? No, I just... Why do robots make you nervous? They make me sad because... Have you... Okay. Everybody always shares those videos of the self-maintaining like maintaining robots where like if you kick them, they right themselves. They don't fall over. Have you ever seen those? Mm-mm. They're like four-legged and they're like... They carry shit and whatever, and you can kick them, and they, like, scurry, and they don't fall over. Oh, Oh, it breaks my heart. Like, stop kicking the robots, please. <laughs> I can honestly tell you're distraught over this. I am. <laughs> the worst. Because <laughs> I just, I don't think that they will, like, rise against us or anything, whatever, but, <laughs> but just please, please, don't kick the robots. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, this is the stupidest thing I've ever said. It's cool. It's not. Okay. It's not the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever said. <laughs> no, I have a log. No, I'm kidding. I mean, <laughs> I do say some stupid things. It's cool. I say stupider things, I'm pretty sure. Also, one of my favorite things, Tell and in me. case you didn't know, this is absolute sarcasm, is when I'm going through the episode or listening to the episode and I hear you edit them. Mm-hmm, because I edit them and yeah. I hear myself say a word wrong oh well sweetie I say stuff or wrong like all the time when I'm when I mean to say occupations and I say occupants oh sweetie it's okay it's really or, fine I say wrong words all the time I'm trying to sound like an intelligent well-rounded person you but can, I'm so far from you that you can post screen caps of my typos if you want <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is when we're texting and you're like, typo, 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 typo. And then you're like, when you finally get it, you're like, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I do do that. <laughs> I told you my one today already. Mm-hmm. 
for the listeners, I told somebody to send me snails on accident. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> send me snails, please. Yeah. In the mail? Yep. Through snail mail? Snail mail? <laughs> please. <laughs> Puns. That was lame as God. Well. Should we sign off? With that, we should probably okay. end this disaster of a podcast that I said wasn't, I said I wasn't going to say it was a disaster, but. Disaster. <laughs> oh. Disaster. You're fine. Like my life. It's fine. No, it's cool. I still, like, don't care. I don't know. Like, <laughs> we have fun. I don't... We're just friends hanging out and telling each other stories That's or, true. like, stuff. So, disaster away. <laughs> I'll carry this team of support. In case anyone is wondering, this is legit just how we are in our daily lives. It is. It really is. <laughs> so, if anything... We're just genuine. This podcast is genuine, is genuine and reflective of the people that we <laughs> yes. are on a daily basis. Pretty authentic, I'd say. God. So what follow us on Twitter. <laughs> yes. I'd say wheeze. The Sorry. social medias. <clears throat> Twitter. Death becomes underscore us. Instagram. Death period becomes period us. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the usual places. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. We're there. Yeah. We're there every week. Yeah. Every Monday. Yeah. Sometimes Sunday if I get done editing early, which I probably will. I'm about it. Is it bad that... Well, it's fine. It's not bad. <laughs> what? I just like that when we get the episode done early, you post it. It grows me. Yeah. That's not bad. Excuse me. But I'll probably have it. Oh, sorry. Man, I have the hiccups so bad this episode. God. Sorry. It's okay. I'll probably have it up early, but... Okay. What else? Sounds good to me. I'm I'm fine with whatever. (laughs) When, like, two seconds ago, you were like, I love when it's early. Now you're just like, yeah, what else? (laughs) You know how I really feel, okay, please. That's true. Please don't lie to me. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right, since everyone stopped listening six minutes ago anyway. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) People are like, they're done telling stories? Okay, okay let's bye. just turn this shit off. <laughs> That's fine. That's why we don't have, like, reviews and stuff on Twitter. Or not Twitter, on iTunes. Because no one's ever listened far enough mm-hmm. to, like, actually know that we want those. That's it's fine. fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's why our, our, like, numbers don't go up. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. I'm not mad about it, though, because we had this discussion where, like, I don't want people to know us. <laughs> That's true. We did have a discussion, like, last week. And I've decided that you're right, that your anxiety is worse than mine. Oh, it's absolutely worse than yours. Yeah, I know, and I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. I, thanks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I appreciate it, because it's pretty damn bad. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm hot. I kind of... Well, it's because we turned off all the fans we to did. record this episode. We did. <laughs> well, yeah. most of the fans. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we love you. Okay, yes. Thanks for continuing to listen. Yeah. Episode 10. We're going to go now. So have a good night. Bye. Bye.